Hello, and welcome to the Tarot to Go radio podcast. I'm Anastasia. With me tonight, Rose Red. Hello, everyone. And Andrew. Hello. And our very special guest, Ellen Lorenzi Prince, author and artist, creator of the Tarot of the Crown. Welcome, Ellen. Oh, thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. We are delighted that you could join us tonight. It is such a treat to have you. You know, we've um, been lucky enough to participate in some of your workshops at the San Francisco Bay Area Terrace Symposium Symposium over the years. And um, I know that you're going to be at the next one, which is just a couple of weeks away. And um, so we're very happy that we get this extra chance to chat with you before we get to see you. I'm looking forward to seeing you again, too, when I get down there. Great. So um, well, we just have a couple of new interesting things to chat about tonight. Um, who wants to start? I will go ahead. Great. All right. I'm reviewing for uh, our podcast today the Iris Lamb Tarot deck. Uh, the artist, of course, is Iris Lamb. I got my copy from the Tarot Garden a year ago at the BATS Symposium. Oh. Uh, you can also see uh, pictures of it online at www.tarotgarden.com. Mm-hmm. And then I also found another website, just a little, little internet searching, called mangaart.com. That's M-A-N-G-A-A-R-T.com mm-hmm. slash tarot cards. Mm-hmm. Slash Iris Lamb. So <laughs> uh, I, I, I have. So in general, this is a standard style tarot deck. Um, however, the artwork is of a manga or Japanese cartoon style. If, if you're not familiar with the term manga, um, the artist's style is actually varies quite a de- quite a bit between uh, some of the cards. As if the uh, I know this was all done by the same artist, but it's as if they were practicing some different styles. And I've got the two examples here. For example, the King of Cups and the Fool appear quite different in the style of the artwork. Yeah, the, um, the fool almost looks like um, a Raggedy Andy doll. That was my first impression, too. <laughs> yeah. the, the King of Cups is very much a, a manga, anime-style right, sort of, right. you know, no, but no real human being looks like this. <laughs> well, no human being um, looks like either of them. One of them is more like a toy doll, and the other one's more... Right, and in, and in anime manga terms, there's a manga style, which is very cartoonish, very uh, reduced in detail, and then there's a, what they call a shoujo style, which is much more realistic, um, uh, much more personal uh, details, and so on and so forth. In general, the artwork on these cards is pretty sharp. The colors are, in general, very warm and well done. However, the, the cards themselves are fairly small, and the images, sometimes you end up squinting at them to pick up the details. Yeah, but as someone with small hands, I'm okay with the fact that the cards are on the smaller side. Right, it's not like trying to shuffle the giant right away. Yeah, <laughs> this exactly. Is true. Uh, if, as I was reviewing these cards, it, it's apparent that the artist, uh, the creator of the deck, is familiar with the, the icons that make up the, the major and minor arcana. However, they did make a few uh, significant deviations, and I think this is in part a translation issue. For example, uh, the second, uh, the third card, excuse me, of the major arcana, the, the hierophant, is actually titled the Popus. Mm. So <laughs> there's that. Um, and the tower is identified as the Falling Tower. Uh, and for the Minor Arcana, uh, like a lot of decks, there isn't a specific artwork for each of the Minor Arcana. They simply repeat the same icon however many times that numbered card is called for. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, and in general, on the Minor, minor suits, uh, suits, the page is instead called a princess. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. I, I want to point out something. Mm-hmm. With the two in the Majors, it's called the Popessa, um, and it's kind of loosely based on the Marseille deck, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, 
and the fact that they they gave a nod to that is kind of neat. Okay. To see. Well, maybe especially you know, because it's across the, the the continent. This is true that it's an international kind of, of mm -hmm. uh, mix of ideas. Unfortunately, we can't read anything because it's all in Chinese. <laughs> Japanese. Well, Japanese. Um, pardon me. Chinese, actually. They, they, is that it? that was is another issue. Is the book the book is is uh, like most books. It has a picture of every card and a description of it. The problem is the majority of it's in Chinese. It is Chinese. So, uh, and there's a good 12 pages, 15 pages in the back full of, of interesting looking spreads, again, but the problem is you don't know what the cards are for, ah. uh, what they imply. And there's a there's a 27 card spread for in the shape of a heart. Oh. Like here's some like, really extensive love or emotional kind of, of uh, yeah, question being answered here, but what each of those 27 cards means, it can't be told because it's in Chinese. Yeah, so, but it's, and it's 27, too. It is wow, interesting. That's, that's a big at the very least, out. it's kind of inspiring. You might go, wow, what would I do with all those? Or mm -hmm. how could I do that? There's this V-shaped cross one as well. Uh, it's a five-card spread. A five-card spread. And, and then there's two versions of a, a five-pointed star, oh. one with a card in the center of the, the picture and then one without. Oh, neat. So there's a, there's a lot of inspiring ideas, but the, the details are lacking because, well, I don't read Chinese. Well, you know, just take it as an opportunity to create your own meanings yeah. based on the spread. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And the different layouts, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, I picked up this deck because it was the first manga-style artwork tarot deck that I had come across, and I wanted to have something in that vein to see how it went. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't personally rely on this for doing some serious readings just yet because uh, a lot of the, the details differ so much from a standard Rider weight or a... Um, um, a Thoth. A Thoth style deck, you're mm -hmm. missing some of the cues and icons you might be used to. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend this for uh, somebody who was either really into anime mm -hmm. or manga style or who was uh, into that but also comfortable enough with the cards to begin with that they don't need to read cues directly from the cards. They can say, okay, I know what this card's all about. Here mm -hmm. you go. Um, I'm going to keep this, and it, it goes well on my deck, my, my shelf full of tarot <laughs> cards. Uh, and maybe when I'm a bit, a bit more experienced in reading the cards uh, in general, I might pull this out for somebody who I thought might really appreciate mm -hmm. having an anime-style uh, tarot reading. So overall, I gave it a 2 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a 78. You could dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's only a 22. Come on. Uh, the majors are more important. No. Uh, okay, I had to. <laughs> hey, what did you bring tonight, Rosemary? <laughs> Right along Moving here. right along. Da, 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 da. Um, I brought uh, the Goddess Guidance Oracle Cards by Doreen Virtue, mm -hmm. PhD. Mm -hmm. um, and she has her own website as well at www.angeltherapy.com. And she's made a couple of different decks, but this one really appealed to me because of the different types of goddesses listed in it. Um, and it just it, it goes from everyone from Kali. Ooh. Is here. We like Kali. We like Kali. To Rhiannon, mm -hmm. to the Butterfly Maiden, Ooh. which I hadn't thought of. Interesting. But it's it's a really very lovely deck. It's uh, gold gilded around the edges, if you will. The cards are pretty hefty in size. Too. They are. They are They're very far hefty. more square than. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice Kuan Yin. Mm -hmm. And yes. very nice white Tara. And I think they did a really good job in you know researching the different goddesses and including as many as they could. I mean, they have Sekhmet, which mm -hmm. is really nice. Yeah. And the layouts for the cards are, are more about giving you more intuition into things versus, okay, that was an interesting look. Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's the Diana um, card. Unfortunately, the image looks, she looks a lot like... Um, like a comic book heroine. May? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, fantasy novel girl, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. 
you know, it's, it's you know, Xena Warrior Princess, but, <laughs> but that's okay. But again, it, it's just the way they keep going to other things. They don't give you the standards. I mean, they do have Athena with an owl, mm -hmm. but they also have Pele, mm -hmm. and you know, with, Ooh, with the volcano, nice. which is very pretty. And then they also had Mary Magdalene. Oh. And I thought that was interesting that they included in a goddess guidance mm -hmm. deck, you know? And it's saying unconditional love. And that was one of my favorites, so I was going to read the little saying at the bottom, which says, love yourself, others, and every situation, no matter what the outward appearance may be. And that's oh. something we can all live with. Yeah. So, yeah that's, that's again, it's, it's a lot of, it's a nice little deck to give you a good jumping mm -hmm. off point mm -hmm. if you want some inspiration. Mm -hmm. and oh, and look, Aphrodite's a redhead. I'm shocked. I know. <laughs> And there, there are yeah. some cliches and standards, but you know, yeah, it's okay. This one or the book, um, but again, she's done a couple different decks, and this is one that I like that it appeals to me. She's also done an angel deck, and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, <laughs> but um, oh, and she did a book called uh, Goddesses and Angels, coming out in two thousand or came out in two thousand and five for Hay House uh, Publishing. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just it's just a, it's a, just a little. Nice deck to get some more inspiration from. Ooh, nice Mott card, too. There you go, see? Um, she's got the scales, the dove, flowers, the everything. The situation will be handled in a fair and just manner. Mm -hmm. oh, this is a very nice deck. And I can see that it would be very useful for getting some insight into a situation. Um, if you want to work with something that isn't a straight-up tarot. Right, and uh, it also, like I said, it can, it can, I think it can be used with tarot, mm -hmm. with your tarot deck, you know. Mm -hmm. This is the card I'm going to meditate on today that I need to learn a little bit more about. Freya being bold, for mm -hmm. example. Um, unleashing your adventurous side, take risks and be daring. Mm -hmm. And then see what you can match out of, the, out of you know, your standard tarot deck. Right. What goddess this appeals to, and what about, say, the higher the higher priestess, or mm -hmm. maybe she you're kind of connecting more with the empress, and how do they connect to each other? Yeah, it's kind of neat. Great. Talk so I just want to interject one more thing. I was flipping <laughs> through the manual, the booklet here, and there's a chapter entitled "Jumping Cards," <laughs> to which reads: While you're shuffling the cards, one or more of them may jump out of the deck. Place the jumping cards face up next to your card spread. Jumping cards may contain additional information for your reading, so take the messages into consideration. And here I thought if a card fell out while I was, you know, uh, shuffling them, I was just needed more practice shuffling cards. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's um, that actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago, shuffling cards to pick my card of the day, and I'll jump tower. And it's like, okay, fine, got that, whatever, put it back in, shuffle the cards more, tower jumped out again. Like, okay, I get this, but, you know, I still want to pull my card for the day. Shuffle, tower jumped out again. It's, okay, obviously, my card for the day is tower. tower. I thought, oh, I, okay, my. I'm going to try one more time. I put it back in, shuffled it, pulled my card, and it was tower. Okay, it's just <laughs> tower today. It's fine. a tower day. Fine. I, I, fourth time's a tower. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it comes up four times. It must be a tower. So, um, so anyway, well, great. Thank you. That's a beautiful deck, and, and uh, I'll have to borrow it and see. Oh, definitely. Uh, See what see what I can do with it. But cool. So, um, Ellen. <laughs> Hi, Ellen. Hey. So you got the tower four times, and you live to tell the tale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's it's. I had this incredible week, and and I blogged about it, um, where my week was like chariot tower, um, chariot hangman tower, mm. something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. It was it was. <laughs> 
had better week. But it's just one of those weeks where it's like, and you know, the, like nothing huge and dramatic happened that I knew of at the time. Um, but just a lot of shift and things, and you know, pausing to reconsider how I'm approaching my life and all that good kind of stuff. I'm like, you know, tower three times in a week, cherry it twice in a week, um, and then getting with the hanged man. It's like, wait, there's all this change in motion and then nothing. Um, okay, okay, <laughs> I get it. Everything's changing, and I'm just going to like let it change and. Handle it with grace. The short, sudden fall with a quick stop at the end. <laughs> yeah, it, it's something. You know, it's like uh, I'm just gonna let everything change around me, and I'll be on the couch eating bonbons, and <laughs> let me know when it's done. <laughs> so, um, so Ellen, again, we're delighted that you're here with us tonight um, through the magic of technology, and um, I've loved your Tower of the Crown from the first time I've I've seen it. Um, I've never been fortunate enough to actually possess one, um, but I have gotten to see it and, and work with it, and it's an absolute delight. And so I just want to talk with you a little bit. Um, where did you get the inspiration to create this incredibly magical deck? Oh, well, you know, I've, I've been working with both the Crone and Tarot since 1985, mm -hmm. but I really didn't put the two together until 1997, and at that time, um, it was on a discussion on Tarot L, and this was back in the day, you know, before Yahoo groups, when Tarot L was a listserv mm -hmm. on some computer in Israel, <laughs> right? Something, something like that, you know, before it had gotten to be such a uh, forum for pontification, <laughs> <laughs> and. And a discussion had started on the list about um, the maiden mother crone and which majors people could see, you know, as the maiden or as the mother or as the crone. Mm -hmm. Well, being um, attached kind of to the crone, <laughs> I, I posted, you know, a few of my ideas and then kind of rashly said, oh, I could do a whole deck for the crone. <laughs> and somebody wrote back and said, let's see it then. Oh, oh. challenge. And, and so, of course, I could have just, you know, laughed it off or ignored that challenge, but it really kind of rang inside of me, and I thought, yes, this is what I should do. Wow, how amazing. Yeah, and so I started right then, and four years later, I held the deck in my hand. Oh, that's great. Nice. Wow, so as you were working on it, um, did it just sort of you know, bubble up from your own conscience? How, how did you sort of you know, prime the well to, to come up with these images and, and the text and just the whole amazingness of it all? Oh, you know, some of the ideas I had running through my head were based on my study of mythology or folklore and or my experiences with my grandmothers. Mm. Um, others of them were really based on my own personal experience uh, as a person who's been devoted to Hecate for all that time and, and different trance journeys and meditations that I had and experiences that I had directly with her. Mm -hmm. And then I put those on. Um, I also just thought, okay, here's Tarot and here's the crone. Well, how would the crone show herself through Tarot? 
Right. Mm. For instance, in The Fool, okay, I was thinking, all right, for a Crone deck, The Fool is not going to be some, you know, colorful child prancing along. Right. Um, so I really thought about what else it would be, and I, and I came up with more of the idea of the void, um, you know, that falling into, a, into the void where nothing seems to exist anymore, even yourself, mm -hmm. yet there's this totality that's happening at the same time. Right. And that was based on a meditation that I had, but, but I was led to that memory by thinking, okay, how would the crone show herself as a fool card? Mm -hmm. Sort of the void being infinite potential as well as lack of anything definite. Right. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, and it's, it's an incredibly compelling image. And just because when you first look at it, you think, oh, it's hills, it's mountain, and then you realize it's the crone standing there. And, or at least that's how I see it. <laughs> it looks like a cloak being uh, standing and holding open, and yet you can't see what's into it. Mm -hmm. Except there's this star at the very center of the, the void. Oh. That would be me falling in. Ah, okay. And the, way it, and the way all that happens, actually, I, I've been working with Hecate for a couple years, mm -hmm. and she'd appear to me in various ways, you know, sometimes just as a black cloaked figure that I couldn't see anything in, mm. sometimes as an old woman, sometimes as a very beautiful, majestic kind of queen of the night. Right. Sometimes as um, a dog. <laughs> right. And so I was going into meditation, and I asked her, show me what your true self is. And she opened the cloak, and I fell in. Wow. What and a then kind of came to myself about 10 minutes later with tears streaming down my face and my hands clutching at the bed covers and just, you know, kind of stunned by the whole thing. Wow, what an incredibly oh, wow. powerful experience. And you've captured that so beautifully in this card. That's great. Um, so when you were designing the deck, did you have a particular audience or um, a specific kind of person who might be using the deck in mind? When I first started doing it, I did it as a purely personal exercise. Mm -hmm. It was like an offering to my goddess from my heart of my understanding and my connection. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea that, because it felt so personal, I had no idea that anything I would make would even speak to anybody else. Right. So really, my only audience was um, the crone and I. <laughs> mm. and, and it just surprised me when other people got something out of it, too. I thought, oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, um, what were what were some of the challenges you faced when you were trying when you were working to create it? Um, I mean, besides the, the usual, you know, staring at the blank card or the blank piece of paper, thinking, "So, what do I put on here?" Well, one was I I started it in colored pencil, mm -hmm. and then I found that was like bothering my tendonitis too much. My hand was cramping up all the time, uh, and I. You know, after 14 cards, I had to drop it and start all over. Oh no! Oh. And so that was that was difficult. Mm -hmm. 
kind of set aside all that other work that I'd done. Right. But to realize that I did have to make a fresh start if I really did want to complete it. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to if I stubbornly kept at what I had originally started. Right. Um, and then after I started getting some feedback from some of the cards, um, but I was still a, a long way from completing all 78 images. Mm-hmm. Started becoming more public. I put them on my website, foolishly, really thinking that only my friends that I sent the link to would actually look at it and comment about it. Right. <laughs> and not at that time realizing that oh, this is the internet and anybody can look at it. <laughs> right. Okay, so I was a little clueless about all of that, but then when other people started looking at it, I. I felt very insecure that, um, you know, who am I to create a crone deck when I'm not physically a crone yet? And so I had to struggle with that self-doubt that was this real and was this true and was I the person who could do justice to this idea? Mm -hmm. At the same time, I felt that real... um, compelling thing still existed that this was an offering to the goddess that I was going to do and I would just have to deal with it if, if somebody said well who are you to do this <laughs> right uh, um, I think um, particularly as um, the um, you know it's, it's the boomers and we're all aging and everything else and I'll, you know the crone is getting more attention um, not just you know in goddess circles but older women are getting more attention because there's simply more of them in the population now and I think maybe you were a little bit ahead of that um, you know sort of prescient in in this regard um, in that. Um, there would be an audience of people who would be looking for this sort of work, this sort of art, this sort of something that speaks to them as they age, because in so many tarot decks, all the women look like they're 25, 28 tops. And, you know, as as someone who's somewhat beyond that age, um, it's really hard to relate to sometimes. And um, just just seeing these wonderful images of, of these older women who are still very powerful and in some ways more powerful than even they were in their youth because the whole issue of, you know, my, my beauty, my, my physical value in the world is no longer an issue and you can base your personal power solely on your personal qualities, who and what you are. Well, that is what I'm hoping for and what I'm striving for for myself too you know when I first when I first got together with the crone I was 26 years old wow Um, but I think that attracted me the crone attracted me um, because of my powerful and loving grandmothers that I had Mm -hmm. but then also because of her quality of transformation and understanding the dark and the mysterious aspect, you know, I was always drawn to that as well. Um, but, you know, last week, actually, I just turned 50 oh. years old. Happy and birthday. I, and, oh, thank you. <laughs> and I was, I was surprised that I did have some real issues about that, you know, about turning 50, and I'm kind of like 
whacking myself on the head saying, you know, come on, Ellen, you're supposed to love the crow and life is so hard for you. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, you know, kind of abstractly do it. It's another thing when, you know, that 5-0 appears and, That's right. and it's, it's sort of this undeniable, wow, I really, you know, it's, it's, it's like in your 40s, you can kind of go, yeah, I'm still 40, I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then 50, it's like, okay, really, this is the second half of life now. You know, unless you're planning to be like 150 by the time you pass, um, you know, it's like, okay, no, really, I'm, 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 I'm in the second half now. This really is Act Two. Now what? Right, and I do appreciate how I feel I've grown mm -hmm. and what knowledge I've gained, and those aspects of the crown that I feel are part of me. Mm -hmm. I don't always feel the surety of my youth when I felt like I knew everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I knew everything at 25 and now I'm completely yeah, clueless. Like, uh -huh. So black and white now and I, I kind of didn't expect that because in my encounters with the crone, even when I was younger, she seemed so strong and so sure of herself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and then that wisdom is one thing, but then the other thing is, okay, it's hard to get back up when I squat down now. Or <laughs> <laughs> and that's just other, there's always the challenges or lessons to be learned, I think, so however far you go in your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, so I've, I've spent a lot of time on your website just because it's fabulous and fascinating, and, and I just, I love your work. <laughs> Being completely objective and unbiased here. Um, <laughs> and um, one of the things that I've been spending a lot of time reading lately, actually, is the Offerings to Hecate cycle. And I wonder if you would talk a little bit about that with us. Oh, gosh, you know, I had that idea a long time ago, and I started, you know, working on some of that stuff, mm -hmm. and putting it up there. It's kind of a fictionalized version of my own encounters. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't done anything on it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And part of that was um, I contacted an old friend. He ended up being an internet publisher. I pointed him to my website and I said, this is what I'm writing. And he said, well, I like your writing, but can't you write something more commercial? <laughs> he wasn't very interested or, you know, could not get or, or whatever it is, the uh, spiritual aspect of that. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I was talking to him about different ideas that I had, you know, because, of course, I always have more ideas than time or sense, you know, anything. <laughs> right. And um, so I said, well, you know, I had this other idea that I always wanted to write a book about my experience being a bartender at a disco in New Orleans in the late 70s. Wow. That sounds interesting. <laughs> so that was, you know, commercial to him, you know, a mm -hmm. kind of different kind of book. And so I decided to drop the offering to Hecate at that time because I really wanted to learn how to write a book. All I'd written before was pieces, mm -hmm. short stories and, and things like that. And here was somebody saying, we'll publish a book for you and I'll help you, you know, I'll help you with the structure and, you know, the encouragement and, and all of that. So, so that's what I did. Mm -hmm. And now, um, 
that book has been out, you know, that's been done, and I've, and I am kind of wondering, you know, what is next, and, and if I should go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, or maybe it'll stay unfinished. <laughs> I don't really know right now. Yeah, I, I, I cast a vote for you finishing it at some point. It doesn't have to be your very next project. Um, but I love what you've done so far, and one of the pieces I keep going back and rereading is, um, it's number 14, The Crossroads, because it's just such, you know, maybe it's just where I am in my life, you know, I, I am at that age, and, and just, you know, it's like, you know, thing, things are going to change, and I can go, you know, this direction, this direction, or this direction, what do I do? So I keep going back to that piece and sort of, you know, meditating on it and trying to figure out, so what am I doing with my life here? So maybe it's just, you know, selfish that I want you to finish it. <laughs> Um, and then part of it is, is part of what else happened is I felt like um, things got rearranged when I thought our, my relationship with Hecate was all, you know, hunky-dory and things got rearranged again and I thought, okay, well, this story isn't over, so maybe, <laughs> maybe it will take more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I just, I've, I, I really enjoy reading it and even though it's unfinished, I just, I find it very moving and it is so, it's, it's very personal. Um, it was obviously, you know, pieces from your, you know, a very interior core part of you, and the fact that you have the courage to share it and to put it out there is is really quite inspiring. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And just, um, That's also me being kind of like clueless as to who might come across. <laughs> <laughs> You know, nobody really looks at my website, right? <laughs> well, it's, it's, I do. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody else does, but I do. Um, so the other project that you have up on your website is the Pandora's Tarot. And um, it, it's, it's also a work in progress. And, and that's something I understand. I have so many works in progress in my life. Actually, I, I did finish that. I just really? haven't updated my website. Oh, okay. Or, actually, I have updated it, but that's on the new domain that I'm trying to put together. But but I don't even have a front page. <laughs> ah, yes. But the Pandora stuff is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I understand. It's like, you think, oh, I'll just take an hour and get this website going, and then suddenly it's three weeks later, and you're like, Oh wait, I'm less done with that than I was three weeks ago. So. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, right, but I did finish that, and I did um, print up a, uh, a few of the decks, and that was just for fun. I mean, that whole project was just for fun, really. I started that when I was writing that other novel, and I was tired of writing, and I wanted to do something <laughs> visual, and I wanted to do something more fun, mm-hmm. and I loved Greek mythology since I was nine years old. Right. And that was my first introduction to the goddesses, which were, you know, my first introduction to, you know, these powerful female beings that really lived as they chose. Mm-hmm. And so I just, and I also love Greek art, ancient Greek art, so I just tried to put the two together and, um, you know, fooling around on the internet, oh, what would I do if I picked a, an image from ancient Greek art, you know, what would I do for this, what would I do for that? Right. And so that's what happened, it just was a fun project. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I, I love the images that you do have up. Um, and again, there's this fabulous image of Hecate, which is, you know, just absolutely wonderful. And 
She's, you know, card one, sort of the magician position, I suppose. Um, and just like, wow, this is really great. Um, so I, well, I, uh, I, I hope that you're able to get the other website up and going soon so that I can see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, I am bringing a copy of the Pandora Tarot to Bat oh. at the raffle. Oh, wonderful. Ooh, well, I'll have to buy you like 100 extra great. raffle tickets. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I'll buy some extra raffle tickets. And, there you go. <laughs> and, and, uh, because it'd be wonderful. I, I just, I, I love the artwork and I love the idea and I'm just so interested to see how you've done the, the portrayed the rest of the goddesses, so. Um, great. So, um, one of the things about the Tower of the Crone is you did a very limited edition of it when you finished it. Right. Um, and then, that's it. Handmade, <laughs> expensive, <laughs> You know, out of the reach of, of most people, unfortunately, but I did get enough feedback that mm -hmm. there were enough people who would be willing um, to pay the prices that it took to create something handmade. Mm -hmm. uh, so I went ahead and did that. You know, I had also submitted it to various publishers, but nobody else wanted it. Mm. But I have met a woman up here in Portland, uh, Lisa Rifalo. Oh, yes. Oh, so you probably know of her. I mean, she has the charoconnection.net. Mm-hmm. She's got a couple websites. She does podcasts. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's fascinating. And she is starting a boutique tarot publishing company, and my deck is going to be her first offering. Oh, oh exciting. Congratulations. So it, it will still be not, you know, the mass-produced, printed in China kind of thing, um, so it may still cost more than another deck, but it certainly won't be the cost of the handmade deck, and so should be accessible to many more people. And we're hoping to have that out and available um, in November. Oh, oh that's exciting! Wow! This year. Just in time for Christmas. Ooh. So, 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 where would one check to 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 remain informed of the status of of, of the availability? As far as I know, all she's got right now is a little notice on shop.tarotconnection.net. Okay. And with a little kind of coming soon. Uh-huh. So just go yeah, go keep checking that, that and yeah, see what happens. I'm not exactly sure of, of her plans. I would mm -hmm. certainly um, announce it on my site, which I should get together by that for sure. <laughs> And, uh, you know, whatever um, tarot email list I'm on. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the word will spread. Yes, and, well, it's, it's uh, you know, it, it drop me a note as soon as you have a date and we'll put it out also. Oh, uh, thank you. Yes, oh, I will. Oh, my God. If, you know, <laughs> can I pre-order it? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, because I've, I've, I've admired the deck uh, ever since I first saw it, but, you know, there was that one hand on limited edition that I completely missed out on. So I don't want to miss out on this new one. Um, so, well, that's really exciting. It will be a limited edition as far as I know. Mm -hmm. What okay. I think is, you know, she'll order so many decks from a printer, but then once those are gone, she can order so many more. Right. Oh, wonderful. So, so we won't have to beseech you and, and, and bribe you to, to get one of them. Well, great. That, that's such exciting news. Because um, having just admired it for so many years now, 
like, oh yeah, I could finally have one to work with. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it too. I actually just finished all of the text for the little white book to go with it mm-hmm. last night. Oh, great. Oh, congratulations. And sent it off to a friend of mine for editing and, and looking over. Um, with the first edition, what I put out was um, a book that had some general information, but then it just had a poem for each card. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't up to writing an entire essay at that point, I figured it would never get out there if I tried to do that. All right. So for this edition, we wanted it to be a little bit more accessible. Um, we're adding borders and titles, which the Ooh. originals didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a little white book, so you know I've got. <laughs> A paragraph or two of description on each card, mm-hmm. which may help it be more accessible to some people who would look at it and say, you know, what the heck is this card? <laughs> I don't understand this. Um, yeah, well, that's that is great news, and we are delighted, and we are so happy for you, and we're happy for us too. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, so, it sounds like you're keeping busy with just all these other things. Uh, do you have any other projects currently, or is this sort of taking up all the time you have? Oh well, it was taking up a lot of time, mm-hmm. but now that that is done, I I do have a new project. I'm not sure how much I could say about that. Right now, but this is really (laughs) exciting because it's um, a tarot deck that Rachel Pollack and I are designing together, (gasps) and I'm going to do the art, and she's going to write the book. Neat! But I don't know how much I want to say about that because she's not here also to participate. Right. And it's something that we, that she would be interested in um, proposing to a regular publisher. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes, but that's really exciting because, of course, I love Rachel and so excited to be able to work with her. Oh, yeah, what a great opportunity for both of you. Um, wow. Oh, my gosh. So great. I guess the, 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 the only thing we can say is that look forward to seeing those together in a new store near you. Yes. <laughs> of course, we should probably give the ladies an opportunity to do it. <laughs> of course, of course. But it's something to look forward to in our future. This yes. is wonderful. Yeah. Wow. And what? It, oh, that's that's amazing. It just it gives me chills just to think about. Um, so wow. So um, you are appearing at the San Francisco Bay Area Tarot Symposium on October sixth, which is just a little over a week away. Um, any place else that people who would be interested in talking with you might be able to see you soon? Are you going to wait until after the deck is out and then? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of reclusive by nature, mm-hmm. and I don't always get out much. I come to bats because I love all the people there, but I still get butterflies when I have to stand up and talk to people. Even though this will be, I guess, the fifth year that I've been speaking there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the butterflies I, certainly don't show. <laughs> it's not obvious when you're speaking. I am part of a Portland Tarot study group, so if anybody is in Portland, and this is the um, the group that Lisa has facilitated and where I met her, mm-hmm. and I occasionally uh, will do one of the sessions, you know, come up with an idea and do one of the sessions there. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think Lisa did record a couple for a podcast, which which are on the tarotconnection.net. Oh, great. 
So if anybody happens to be up in Portland <laughs> on one of the days when, when that's happening, mm -hmm. and, um, there's also portlandtarot.com that people could check out and mm -hmm. uh, they could meet me there. Oh, Otherwise, great. somewhere in your future I might be appearing out of nowhere. Well, how exciting! And, and you know, do let us you know let us know your schedule so that uh, we can let everybody else know. Mm -hmm. So I know there are plenty of people who would really appreciate an opportunity to you know participate in a workshop or attend a study group or something with you. So that would be great. So great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Ellen. This has been absolutely delightful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I'm just, I'm so excited that <laughs> the Tarot of the Crow is going to be available. Uh, this is like one of my fondest wishes coming true. And, <laughs> and, and just in time for the holiday season, oh boy. Um, but nobody needs to buy me one because I'm going to buy one for myself. <laughs> It'll my, be in restocking. Yes, it's my early, it's my early present to me. Um, well, thank you so much for Ellen. I really appreciate it. And this has been an absolute joy for us. And been fun too. Oh, I'm so glad. Great. And um, to everybody listening at home, thank you once again. We appreciate your listening. If you have any comments or any suggestions or questions about anything you've heard on the podcast, you can drop us a note at podcast at tarot-2-go.net. That's tarot at, podcast at tarot-to-go.net. Um, and don't forget the dashes. And um, thanks for listening. And until next time, bye. Good night. Goodbye. Bye.